This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Well, you know what, Leo, I was thinking of possibly today would be rather than do the show, we should let set up a little a little kiosk, you know, in the corner downtown here and uh, sell snow tires and ice scrapers because it would probably be killer business over the next couple days here in Vancouver. And that also leads you to a good reason why you have plenty of time to call in and ask Leo some questions today because chances are you don't want to be out driving around. So 604-280-9898 is the uh, phone line. Of course, lines are open. This is a call-in show and we got lots of stuff to talk about outside of this bizarre weather. Uh, what's going on with you today, pal? Uh, well, other than uh, selling snow tires, uh, <laughs> by the great business idea, uh, you know, talking about employment law and, uh, you know, yeah. trying to stay warm. So hopefully our uh, our listeners can, you know, maybe grab a, a warm drink and uh, grab a blanket and sit down and, and learn something about their workplace rights. I'm, I'm ready to, to, talk, uh, to talk law. Yeah. Lots of happening today. We're going to get to uh, Severance Pay Calculator, and uh, our topic for today is going to be, in just a little bit, uh, the use of social media in the workplace. Um, Fifteen years ago, this wouldn't have been a, a topic, but now it sure definitely is. But we, before we get to that, we want to get to the week that was. What's been happening in your corner? Well, let me tell you about a couple of situations, John. I've been talking to a lot of people, so don't don't hesitate and, and talk to me as well. Either right now on the show, call us and let, let's talk about your workplace rights or contact me at the office anytime, email or phone. We'll give you that information, but don't hesitate because there's solutions to whatever problem you are facing. And let me give you a couple of examples uh, right now. Uh, I spoke with a gentleman that had a, a matter that, that really bothered him. So he uh, he's he works about eight hours every day, and every single day he has supposedly a half hour for lunch, and he mm-hmm. doesn't get paid. He's an hourly paid employee, he makes about fifteen dollars, just over fifteen dollars an hour, and but he doesn't get paid for that lunch except he has to work it. He's in in a role where he's extremely busy. He doesn't even get a minute uh, for lunch to to wow. quote him. And he talked to his employer about it, and uh, he told him, "Well, why don't uh, why am I not getting paid? Because I'm working through lunch every day, no exceptions." His employer says, "Well, no, no. By law, you're required to have a half hour for lunch, which means it's unpaid, and uh, so we're not going to pay you." He he was frustrated, and he ended up calling me and asking. He just wanted to know, "Is this right?" Well, no, John, it is not right at all. Here's the thing. If you work through your lunch, you have to get paid for it. It's as simple as that. Now, an employee is entitled to a half-hour lunch if they work more than five hours. But if they don't take it or if they can't take it, they have to get paid. The employer can't use that to their advantage and against the employee to avoid paying the employee money. So what I told them is, number one, you can get this fixed so moving forward uh, they'll start paying you, but also you can potentially go back two years. And you know, I did some math. That's probably you know five thousand dollars or so that he wow. lost out over the past couple of years. And I told him all all it would take is a letter from me, and he wants me to proceed with that because he figures why shouldn't he get paid for what he works? So I wanted to raise this here, just to number one remind people that uh, if if you do work, you have to get paid. Doesn't matter if it's a lunch break. If you don't take that lunch break, you have to get paid. And another example, John, simply of the fact that whatever problem, big or small, there's always a, always a solution. The law is quite good. So it starts with sending an email or making that phone call. Is this one of those situations where if he does nothing, it will become what we call an implied term of his contract? Or is this law and you cannot contract out of the law? 
It is law. You know, if yeah. you work, you have to get paid, and you right. can't even agree not to. So strictly speaking, oh, well. even if he signed a contract that says you're not going to get paid, it doesn't matter. If he actually works it, he has to get paid. So, uh, and this is not a non-common situation, by the way. I've spoken with a lot of people over the years where they supposedly uh, don't get paid for lunch, except they don't take lunch. So keep that in mind. Talk to your employer about that. You know, in many cases, you can just resolve that directly with your employer. But hey, if you ever need my help, uh, happy to help. By the way, that number is 604-283-3123. Email us, help at employmenthour.com. We'll see if we can get to a few of those uh, this afternoon on the show. But this is uh, live, and the phone lines are wide open for you to call now and ask your question, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. What else is going on? Well, I spoke with uh, another gentleman who uh, was very frustrated. Uh, what happened with this gentleman, his job required him uh, to, to visit customer homes for, for his employer, uh, doing all kinds of repairs and, and evaluate uh, certain, certain things at, the, at the, the customer's homes. And he spends a lot of his time on the road, right? Because he goes from job to job to job, and his day's done, he goes home. Well, his employer always, of course, paid him for the whole day, even the time that he's on the road between jobs, going from job to job. Well, except this January, the company said, no, from now on, we're not going to pay you for travel time between jobs. We're only going to pay you while you're at the job doing work. Now, for him, he would spend, he figures, anywhere from two, two and a half, even three hours each day uh, driving uh, from job to job, depending on how many jobs he has. And he was extremely upset about that, of course, as, as who wouldn't be. And he called me and he wanted to know, is this legal? Well, John, the short answer, the full answer is no, it's not legal. It's not even close to being legal. That's actually work time. You know, you're not driving yep. because you're, you're going to get a coffee. You're not driving because you have nothing to do. You're driving because that's part of your job to get to the customer. So number one, the company has to pay it. But beyond that, once a company has something that they're doing, once the company decides that they're paying, they can't change that. They can't go back and say, now we don't want to do that anymore. If a company does that, it becomes a constructive dismissal. Our regular listeners know what that is. It's a situation where the company changes the terms of employment. Even if a company gives you something that, strictly speaking, they're not required to give you, if then they decide to change that, to take it back, to take it away, that is a constructive dismissal. They're not allowed to do it. So this is illegal in many respects, and I told them that I can help them with that, and I can, again, probably a letter from me is going to get them to realize, oh, wait a second, we can't do that. So two lessons. Number one, your employer can cannot decide not to pay you if you have to drive for your job. If you have to drive to customers' homes or if you have to drive for work, you have to get paid for that. And number two, of course, if the company changes the terms of employment, how they pay you, when they pay you, how much they pay you, that is illegal. They can't do that. John, that's a constructive dismissal. The website is VancouverEmploymentLawyers.ca anytime. The number to call in and speak to us uh, this afternoon, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. to call and show. Plenty of room. Lines are uh, wide open. Severance Pay Calculator, give me some details because I know we're going to refer to it later on in the show. Well, you heard me talk about constructive dismissal in the previous uh, comments that I've made. Well, what does that mean? That means that if you've been constructively dismissed, you are owed severance. So how do you find out how much you're owed, whether you're constructively dismissed or or flat out let go? doesn't matter. You're owed severance. You go to severancepaycalculator.com. Again, severancepaycalculator.com. 
And when you're there, you find out how many months pay you are owed. And by the way, it's months. It's not weeks, and it's not a week per year of service. Uh, a lot of people here in BC think that it's uh, a week per year of service to, to a maximum of eight weeks. Wrong. It's not that. Your full entitlements are much more. You go to severancepaycalculator.com. You answer three simple questions. How old you are, the type of job that you have, the length of your employment, and that's it. You're done. It tells you how many months you are actually owed. Anonymous, free, easy to use, no strings attached. It's just there for your information. Uh, if you're not let go and you're curious, you use it. If you're worried about losing your job, you use it. And certainly, if you're looking at that severance letter, you have it in hand, you need to, to know how much you're owed. If what, the offer is, uh, what they've offered you is good, severancepaycalculator.com. There is also an employer mode on there as well, correct? For employers, they want to know what their obligations are. Again, they can go to severancepaycalculator.com to find out how they can terminate legally and also to get some additional information for employers uh, about uh, their obligations. Again, just as easy and just as free. Want to slide in a quick call here before we uh, we take a break. Henry, uh, Henry, good afternoon. How are you, pal? Hi. Uh, I'm Chloe from Chilliwack. I just want to know, I've started a new job. I'm still on the probation period. And yep. I asked them about overtime. And the reply was, oh, we don't pay overtime. Uh, if you want to work overtime, you can, but it's voluntary. And so we don't have to pay overtime. We just pay straight time. Wow. And, and what kind of a role is this? Uh, maintenance for a storage facility. So let's be very clear, and that's an excellent question. Uh, they have to pay you overtime if the overtime is required, if, if you need to do it to get the job done. Now, if, if you don't need to do it, you just say, hey, I'm going to hang out here for a few more hours, that's different. But if the overtime is needed, you need to get the job done, they have to pay it. It's not up to them to decide. So again, more than eight hours a day or more than 40 hours a week, they have to pay you overtime. But if you volunteer for the overtime... And they're, they're not saying we'd like you to work overtime, but you say, "Oh look, I, I you know I'd like to do some overtime and get some straight time money." If you work it, you have to get paid overtime. It's as simple as that. There's no yeah, such thing. Yeah. There's no such thing as working for for free or without overtime, and, and it's not straight. It's it's time and a half, and and it doesn't matter what the company says. Now, if they don't pay you, your options really two well three options. You can do nothing about it. I guess that's really an option if that's what you want. Number yeah. two, you can complain to the Employment Standards Branch. Or number three, I can send a quick letter on your behalf. But uh, my friend, they have to pay you that overtime. Okay, can I ask you one more question? Sure. Yep, quickly, sure. Yeah. Is there a standard rate for mileage? Uh, no, there is not a standard rate for mileage. It's whatever you and the company decide. Uh, okay. You know, I, I've seen it go anywhere from from ten cents to to fifty cents, uh, but uh, but it's not anything that the law dictates. It's what you and your employer decide. Henry, appreciate that call. You want to follow up with uh, Lior and the rest of the team? No problem. Six zero four two eight three thirty one twenty three. Moving forward, or help at employmenthour dot com. I see you there, Sally. Don't go anywhere. Hang on the line. We will get to you after a short break, and you as well. Plenty of time to call in. Six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight or star nine eight nine eight on your cell. It's the Employment Hour right here on CKNW. It sure is. Still plenty of time. Lots of show left to go. Star 9898 on your cell. Also works if you want to call in, ask your questions. Would love, love to talk to you. Sally, appreciate you uh, hanging on. Appreciate your patience. Uh, how are you this afternoon? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. Sure. Go ahead. Okay. So I was on a brief medical leave, and um, I was uh, told by my doctor, don't bother going back. 
just, you know, a few more weeks, you still need treatment. I was bored at home, so I said, no problem, I'd really like to go back. So he sent a note with me to go back saying, um, uh, Sally's approved to return for work, but she's going to have to be um, available for external medical appointments. So I did show up for work last Monday. I was there an hour, and I was called in, and I was told I was terminated. And um, I said, okay. Um, And then it's been decided that I'm to continue working until the package is ready. So I worked all last week waiting for my severance package to be handed to me, um, but so far nothing. So on Friday, my boss called me back in again and said, we're still working on the package. Now, did they give you a reason, Sally, as to why they're letting you go? No. Uh, Everything seemed to be good for me. I got a beautiful Christmas present. I got gifts sent while while I was off on medical leave. I don't know whether uh, it's a fit problem. I I don't know. I absolutely don't know. Now, Sally, how long have you worked there for? Two years. Okay. So so here's the thing. Uh, Obviously, at this point, we're speculating, but it certainly looks like they're letting you go because of the fact that you took a medical leave or because of the fact that perhaps you're still struggling with your health. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you just said, you know, everything went well, I've been, you know, getting good feedback, I got a nice uh, Christmas gift, and the only thing that's changed, you going on a medical leave, the day you come back, they tell you uh, you're gone. I mean, I, I don't need to be uh, uh, clairvoyant here to say that this is likely because of the fact that you were off on a medical leave. And if that is the case, this is illegal. It's a human rights violation. You cannot be let go because you took a medical leave. You cannot be let go because you need some accommodation, in this case, some flexibility to go to your doctor's appointments. That's illegal. It doesn't matter how much severance they pay you. It's illegal. It's a human rights violation. So right off the bat, I, I am very, very concerned. Uh, and and you, know, you and I need to, to have a, a more serious chat, perhaps off air, to talk about how to deal with that because it's wrong and there's compensation that's owed uh, because of what they've done. Now, let's talk a bit about the severance package and a company that lets you go the day you come back from a medical leave. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you some bad news. A company like that is not likely to, to pay you the full severance that they owe you. So let's, let me tell you what you should be looking for in your, in your package. So you've been there for two years. Uh, what kind of a job, Sally, and, and how old are you? I'm 56 and it's an executive assistant position. All right. Well, you should be looking uh, at four to five months uh, of pay here, okay? Four to five months. That includes your salary. That includes your benefits. If there's any other components to your compensation, maybe like a bonus, that would have to be included. So that's what you're looking for. You wouldn't be surprised if you come back uh, next week and they say, here's your two or three week package. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, but it's likely the case. And and when you have that paper in hand, uh, whenever that is, I want you to connect with me. Number one, we'll, we'll go over that package, but also discuss what we do about dealing with the illegal termination. Uh, it, it's, it's not right what they've done. They can't do that unless, you know, if they were shutting down your department, no. well, it is what it is. The fact that you're on medical leave is not going to change that. But to all of a sudden, on your first day back to say you're out of here, come on, it, it's clear what's happening here. Okay, good. So I should give you a call. Do I go to work tomorrow? Do I do I do that or Yes. I do yeah. go. Go to work. I know it's uncomfortable, believe me. I I completely it's so completely weird, get right? it. right? Cuz I've got this big secret and I yeah. and I'm not telling anybody. Yeah, you know, if you so, so here's what I say. Go to work tomorrow. If it's still not done, 
Okay, if it's a situation where they're they're still holding back or working, quote unquote, on on your your package, I want to talk to you tomorrow. I know exactly how to get you out of there, so you don't have to go back to work. But let's do that if if tomorrow is not the last day. If it's the last day, then it is great. You're not going to connect and talk about next steps. If it's not last day, let's connect anyway, and I'll tell you how to, how we get you out of there. Oh, excellent work! Well, I really appreciate it, and. Sadly, but I am looking forward to talking to you. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> Thank you, Sally. Appreciate that. And that's exactly why you call the show and get some answers and get started on it. Again, 604-283-3123. Sally, 604-283-3123. Really appreciate that call. There's also help at employmenthour.com. It's still time for you to call in, ask your questions just like that. It can, and honestly, I know it's a cliche, but it can all start with a phone call. 604-280-9898 or star 98. 9-8 on your cell phone. In that regard, let's move over here to what we were going to talk about tonight, and I believe that was the use of social media in the workplace. What was the uh, what was the idea behind this one, pal? Well, the, the idea was that we're, we're in a world where everyone has social media accounts. Uh, most people have multiple ones. Just ask my wife. And, and you know, <laughs> if you have these accounts, you're going to use them. And, you know, yeah. where do we spend most of our day? We spend most of our day at work. So the, the intersection between social media use uh, use and, and work is going to happen. So I want people to understand what it means, you know, what problems you can get into if you use social media at work, what your boss can and cannot do. Again, we wouldn't have done this topic 15 years ago, but right yeah. now it's, ta- it's relevant. It happens all the time, and, and both employees and employers need to know their rights and obligations. I think the most uh, obvious and glaring question off the top is, whilst while at work, uh, can you use social media? Can you get fired for it? Well, you know, in most situations, it's expected that you're going to use social media. You know, it's it's expected that you're going to check your Facebook account or your your LinkedIn or whatever Instagram, and, and you're going to use it. So it's okay to do that. Most employers are going to be fine, but there is a point where that use can become excessive, where you're now spending too much time instead of doing work, and that can be viewed as time theft. When you're at work, you're supposed to be doing work. That's what you're getting paid. So if you're getting paid and, and not really doing work, then that is a problem. Now, again, you can check your social media account even you know a few times a day. It's okay. But at some point, you could be crossing a line and, and, and that use can be excessive and your employer may have a problem. Now, some employers have very strict policies. We'll talk more about that mm-hmm. later in terms of uh, use and say, no, you're not allowed to, to, to have any use. Some employers, by the way, go the extra mile and block social media accounts so they can't be accessed. But others simply have policies saying, no, when you're here, you're not allowed to do anything on our computers that's not work-related. You're supposed to be working. So if an employer has a policy like that, it needs to be taken seriously. But again, for most people, John, it's okay to use social media in the workplace. Just be reasonable and, and don't do it too excessively. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on yourself. If you have any questions about this, maybe you're a uh, an avid user of social media in the workplace. You're not sure which way to go. Say an employer doesn't necessarily want to fire somebody for using social media, but they say you want to discipline them for spending too much time on social media at work. How does the employer go about doing that? Well, first of all, an employer that, that wants to uh, curtail, if you will, social media yeah. use in the workplace has to have a policy in place and, and about what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. 
can they use it at all? Should they not use it uh, at all? Should they use it for a little bit? You have to have a policy that's clear, that that's uh, uh, unambiguous, and that's communicated to the employees. You can't have a policy that you keep in a drawer and you take it out whenever you want. You have to have a policy that people know about and you told them about it. Now, if then the employee breaches the policy, you can discipline. You can pr- provide a warning and perhaps another warning. And at some point, if the conduct continues, you may even consider a termination for cause. But it starts with a policy, and it starts with enforcing it consistently. You can't say, well, now, after not caring for the last two years, I'm going to start caring. That's a problem. Hmm. You have to be consistent with how you enforce that policy. I've seen many situations with employers saying, you know, letting people do whatever they want, and then all of a sudden, now we're going to tighten our our ship here. Now we're going to be very strict. That's a problem because you've now allowed the employees to do it. So have a policy, be consistent about it, and then you can enforce it. Lots more to go here. The use of social media in the workplace. Wait, stand by, get more information on that and your phone calls as well. We will get to those. Uh, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. We continue the Employment Hour on CKNW. That number is excellent as well as star 9898 on your cell as well. Want to call through. Still got time till the uh, the top of the hour just before 5 o'clock to get your calls in. Your questions answered. Roger, thank you for uh, for hanging on. How are you, fellow? I am good, sir. Thank you. Excellent. What's uh, what's your concern? Okay, uh, I've been working there as a janitor for eleven years, and then uh, yeah, it is Spanish, uh, rap and thing like. But I maintain my place. It's a big place. I maintain my place for eleven years. I am proud to say there is no major complaint. And then uh, first time that there's such kind of a change of hands of supervisor, manager like that. And then the last time, maybe though we practice that way, we have some sit up certain days to cope up the the workload. And they suddenly changed it, and then there was an argument between the appointed supervisor and uh, along with this, uh, with the manager, and then they took my key and sent me home. And then the next day, my manager phoned me to go back. He begged me to go back to work. So of course I do. I went over to work, and then yeah, and they went back. To, uh, I went back to work, and then afterwards, and then the following weeks, you know, I have my fault too. Like a, a like, like I was late thirty minutes, but it was going like that before be, with the old manager, but he uh, the supervisor because he understood me. But I never uh, lost time because I we have an hour break, so sometimes being late then I don't take my break, thing like that. And then eventually last time I was late thirty minutes, but I so I took only thirty minutes break. I went down thirty minutes uh, remaining time for the break. And then, you know, the manager, like, he gets, he's a nice fellow, but he gets short-tempered. And then he, during that break time, he kicked the chair where I was sitting. And then... And then Roger, like, I, I, I think I, I understand the, the situation, uh, Rogers. I mean, ultimately, it seems like you're... You're being picked on a bit here by by a supervisor, and, and you, you know you're not being treated well, and they're also changing the terms of your employment. So this could be considered workplace harassment. It, it could be what we call a construct uh, constructive dismissal. What this means is that if you can't resolve these problems with the boss, if you you can tell him what's happening, and and you can't be punished for it. But if the problems continue, you may be able to treat this as a constructive no, no, I, dismissal. I was, uh, I was fired already. You were fired? Because, yeah, during that uh, argument, because the tension, because I was trying to relax, and then, so I had my, I've been working for living years, so I have my 
on Paicho, uh, and then I, I challenge the manager, if you don't need me, just fire me, like this, like that. Because, you know, I, pay you I don't want to lose the job, but if he's telling me that I'm a problem, like this, like that. Okay. Roger, uh, they pay you Roger. something, Roger? Roger, did yeah, they pay sorry. you any severance? Uh, I know, it's a, uh, okay, also it's a unionize. Okay. So, the, the so Roger, let, 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 me, let me stop you there, okay, Roger, because ultimately the only one that can help you here is the union. If you're part of a union, the union is the only one that can help you resolve these issues uh, to talk about whether this was a proper termination or not, uh, because if it's not, then you're entitled to your job back. And, and again, same thing with any workplace harassment issues. It has to be the union no matter what. Even if the union says there's nothing you can do, ultimately you're kind of stuck uh, you, you'd be entitled to significant compensation if you're not part of a union, probably a year's pay. But if you're part of a union, it's going to be very, very different. So, Roger, you have to talk to your union. And, you know, the lesson here, of course, for unionized employees, any any workplace problem ultimately has to go to the union, through the union. Uh, there's no other options. Roger, appreciate your call. And you have time as well to uh, give us a call here on the show and get your questions answered. 604-280-9898 or star... 9898 on your cell. That is a number. Back to our discussion of social media in the workplace. Things that you post on social media, can you take it for granted, or maybe you should, that those are private? Is there such a thing as a right to privacy on social media at your workplace? Well, n- not really, certainly. And, and anything that you do on your work computer, you should assume that your employer can see. Now, legally speaking, there isn't a right to privacy when you're using workplace computers. There cannot be an expectation of privacy if you're using someone else's computer. Now, it's one thing. If you're home on your computer, you, you should expect no one to see what, what you're doing. Absolutely. And the law does protect that. But when it comes to using a workplace computer, no, you cannot be expecting privacy. And from a, a strictly technological standpoint, your employer is able to monitor what you do. So if you're going to be using social media on your uh, on your work hours, during your work hours, uh, your employer is going to know about it. If you're posting yeah. certain things on social media, your employer may know about that as well. So you can't assume that just because you're on your, your Facebook account, uh, account or your Instagram account, it's yours, it's private nonsense. It doesn't work that way. So if be very careful what you do during work hours. It can turn around uh, and bite you in the butt. The next question uh, question kind of dovetails from that one. That is, should individuals at the workplace be concerned, if they even consider doing this, concerned about what the, what they say about their employer on social media? Oh, absolutely. Big time. <laughs> and and my, my advice is very, very simple. If, you're, uh, if you don't want your employer to see what you post, don't post it. Okay. If you don't want your employer to to be upset about things you say about them, don't say it. Uh, your employer can see it, and and word can spread back to the employer. You know, maybe a, some a coworker saw or someone that your employer knows saw what you posted, and and you know they'll they'll tell the employer. So you may have a bad day at work, and you come home and you're you're upset and frustrated, and say you might. My boss is a such and such or a so and so, and and you know I'm gonna do this and do that. No, be very careful because if word spreads back to the employer, that could be a disciplinary issue. Now, remember, with all these things we're talking about, I am not saying that your employer can let you go for cause because you you did something on social media. Remember, it's extremely difficult to terminate for cause. 
Uh, I'm not suggesting that because you made a mistake, you did something inappropriate, that's it, you're, you're gone without severance. Not at all. What I am saying is potentially there could be discipline that, that's appropriate, whether it's a warning, maybe even uh, a suspension in some extreme situations. Uh, but no, not, not, that, not necessarily a termination. But again, we don't want to go there. So very simple, very good advice is if you don't want your employer to see what you're posting, frankly, don't post it. That's kind of that's that's good advice for even post employment too. Whether you've left a job or were were sacked, I mean, going after your your coworkers, bad mouthing them on social media, it's out there forever, and you never know it's going to come around and, and bite you right in the rear end later on, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Number one, it, it's it's bad practice. You can burn bridges that way if you're not no longer yeah. working, but it could be worse than that. In some situations, it could be defamation. Uh, if you're saying right. something about your employer, about your boss, about your coworkers. That's not a hundred percent factual. Maybe it's more of an opinion or kind of heat of the moment. Well, they may care about that, and that may be considered defamation. That could be uh, you could get involved in legal action because of that. Not not worth it. Not not worth doing that. So you know what? You have a significant other, good friends. Tell them maybe uh, don't post it online. Don't post it on social media. As you said, it's there forever. Even if you delete it, potentially uh, not worth to get into trouble because of it. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. If you have a, maybe it's not you're saying anything about your boss or your boss saying anything about you. What if a coworker or colleague is saying stuff about you in the workplace on social media? Can you bring that to your supervisor? And these things do happen, you know, not everyone yeah. gets along and, you know, the, the <laughs> back in the old days when people had a dispute, they'd, uh, they'd go out in the parking lot and resolve it. Uh, that's not a good thing these days. A good old fashioned people, dust up. Nice. Exactly. Yeah, Donnybrook, like a, a brouhaha. Exactly, yeah. the old way to do that. Uh, you know, back when I was a kid, that's what I did. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, but these days, you know, if people have problems, they're probably going to deal with that on on social media, and and you know, they may get into a, a spat, etc. Well, that yeah. is still a situation that your employer is going to care about because if you have a conflict with someone. Even if you're dealing with it outside of work, it's likely going to translate into the workplace because you're still going to see that person at work. So an employer does care and should care about that. And, and an employer could even potentially discipline an employee that bullies another employee on social media off work hours. That's unacceptable. You're allowed to tell your employer if someone bullies you. In fact, you should tell your employer if someone bullies you, bullies you even if it happens on social media even if it happens outside of work hours. And when you do that, your employer is under a legal obligation to investigate and to determine whether what's happening is appropriate and then potentially take action against the bully. Okay, so uh, when it comes to harassment and workplace bullying, it doesn't just have to be at work, you know, between nine to five. It could be something that happens outside of work and it could be something that happens virtually on social media. Just the same, just as serious, and you know you may be able to to have uh, recourse against your employer if you tell them about this issue, and your employer doesn't do anything about it, doesn't take it seriously, doesn't uh, respond properly. That could be a constructive dismissal. In some situations, it could also be a human rights violation. It's serious. It's a big deal. So always bring these matters to your employer's attention and and put the onus on them to do something about it. Discussion of workplace and uh, social media. We'll get to more of that after a, a quick break here. 604-280-9898 and star 9898 on your cell. You still have some time to call in this afternoon and ask your questions, uh, et cetera, et cetera. We'll do that and continue with such on uh, after a short break right here on the Employment Hour on CKNW. 
You want to slide in a phone call, ask your questions here on the show, now's the time to do it, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Reach out anytime at helpandemploymenthour.com as well and vancouveremploymentlawyers.ca. Use of social media in the workplace. So employers, they see uh, there's excessive use of social media, maybe not by the entire crew, but some employees. What are the first steps? How do they handle it? Well, first of all, you got to have a, a plan of action. You've got to decide what is acceptable and not acceptable in your workplace. Are you saying that you don't want people to use it at all? Are you saying that uh, you know, that's it, we're going to ban social media completely? You probably are going to have some unhappy employees, but you can do that. Decide that. Uh, then if that's not the case, what is it? Are you okay allowing them to use it a bit as long as it's not excessive? Well, again, have those decisions. Make those decisions. Once you have those decisions made create policies. Make sure that you have a policy in writing that outlines exactly and in details what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Once you have that policy, have a meeting. Have a meeting with all employees where you distribute a copy of this policy, explain exactly what it means, and of course answer questions. Okay, Very, very important to have that so people understand, so people can't say we didn't know, we didn't understand. And once you have that policy, now it's time to enforce that policy and enforce it consistently. So if you become aware of someone breaching the policy, either they, they've used it, uh, you've used social media when you said you're banning it, or they've used it too much when you said you got to be reasonable, then bring them in, tell them what's happened, and you know, be, be reasonable yourself. Give them an opportunity to explain things, and, and uh, you know, you're not going to rush to let someone go. That would be illegal. But potentially, you know, if you have an employee that time and time again breaches your policy, and you document that, and you warn them, and you warn them again. At some point, maybe, yes, you may be in a position to consider a termination, but don't jump the gun. Uh, John, how many times have I said that employers jump the gun? They they say, ah, yep. wait a second, this person did something wrong. That's cause. I'm letting them go. Not at all. If you've ever been let go supposedly because you did something wrong and the company said, we're not paying you severance because you did something wrong, in most cases, that is a wrongful dismissal. Give me a call if that happens. We need to chat. So employers, be consistent with those policies. Make sure people understand them. That's the way to go. I want to bounce over to a, an email as we uh, taper down here in the last few minutes of the show. Still got some time to call in if you uh, if you wish to do so, though. Sean writes in, says, uh, my boss, who's the owner of the company, by the way, keeps sending me and other male employees porn pictures that he finds on the Internet. This makes me and us very uncomfortable. What do I do? Yeah, gosh, you know, it's it, it, it's completely inappropriate. you, you got to be very careful if you're the boss about sending you know pornography or anything that that's you know that's not otherwise politically correct to to other employees because you don't know who you're going to offend it's unacceptable yeah. right you you can't do that and uh and, and when you're not necessarily sure who likes what and who's okay with what so just don't do it but if you're an employee and your your employer is sending you things that you find offensive tell them Okay, you can't be penalized for doing that. Tell them, I'm not saying you, you call them name and you insult them. I say, just, you know, this makes me uncomfortable. I'd appreciate it not to be included in, in those emails. That should do it. If it doesn't do it, if your employer kind of makes fun of you and continues sending you stuff, well, that could be a human rights violation, believe it or not. And certainly that could be also a constructive dismissal at some point. It's a form of harassment, right? That's what yeah. it is. So be reasonable with your employer. Hopefully they'll be reasonable with you. Not that, that that's completely unacceptable, but say so. And in ninety-five percent of cases, that should resolve it, no problem, and ne- never to be spoken about again. If it doesn't resolve, let's let's chat. Call me. Let's uh, talk about that because 
we may be able to treat that as a constructive dismissal, get your compensation, get your severance, and avoid this this type of uh, situation altogether. Yeah, when that uh, show's not on the air, by the way, 604-283-3123 to get a hold of Lior and the rest of the team. There's also help at employmenthour.com. That is where these emails are coming from. Beth up next says, my husband works in construction. He has never been laid off in 10 years, but his employer just gave him a notice of layoff saying that he may be, maybe call back to work in May. What's he supposed to do? <laughs> in May. Well, you know, it's, uh, yeah. I guess you can uh, ride out the winter months at home. No, it, it, it doesn't work that way. Construction or otherwise, a temporary layoff, which is this, what supposedly this is, is a termination. You're owed severance. You don't have to accept it. You don't have to sit at home. You can simply say, no, I'm going to treat this as a termination, get my severance and go to another job. And by the way, you know, the shocking thing for many people would be that this applies to construction employees as well. It absolutely does. Again, we're talking non-union. Union Union is is different rules. But for non-union employees in construction or otherwise, if you've been laid off temporarily and there's no history of doing that, then you can treat that as a termination and you can then leave with your compensation, with your severance. You don't have to wait till May. You don't have to wait till March. You don't have to wait at all. So if that happens, uh, give me a call before you do anything. Uh, you can check out severancepaycalculator.com to find out how much you're owed. Your employer doesn't have a right to do that. You mentioned if there's no history. I kind of highlighted that one. What difference would that make? Well, if, if your employer has done that before and and you know, you came back and they did it again. And what what happens in that situation is you you create this precedent. You create an implied term of employment that says we can do that. So even though your company doesn't have a right to lay you off temporarily, if they do and you let them do it, you you've mm-hmm. given them the right to do it again. Okay, so that's very very important. Uh, a company doesn't have a right to do something until you let them do it. So in this situation, if this is a first layoff, no, no, wrongful dismissal, uh, not allowed to do that, can treat that as a termination. If there's time number four, well, there's that history created and you probably can't do anything about it. So something to think about. If you just yeah. are going to accept it and then you realize I shouldn't have done it, it may be too late. So, so, so be smart, act on it as soon as the layoff happens. Okay, Frank, uh, you're up next here on email. says, uh, my former employer found out that I am working for a competitor of theirs and is now threatening to take legal action against me. Any advice? Frank, Frank, you shouldn't do that, buddy. You really, really, <sighs> really shouldn't do that. <laughs> come it's, on, it's, Frank. Come on, man. Uh, no, it, it, the problem is this. I mean, you, you can certainly have more than one job, right? And, and many people do, right. and it is what it is. But again, depending on your role, if you work for, for a competitor, that's going to be something your employer is going to care about. Listen, if you, if you work at McDonald's and you also work at Burger King, that's probably not going to be an issue. But if you work for, for a company and they have a competitor and you also work for that competitor, well, that's a problem there. You know, your, your employer is going to be very concerned about that. And that's, that's something that they can certainly discipline you for, potentially even let you go, uh, especially if that's something you never told them they didn't know about. Now, in terms of taking legal action against you, no. I, I mean, unless your employer can show that you were divulging secrets or stealing clients, they can't do anything to you uh, by way of legal action. The most they could do is potentially let you go. So, Frank, if they do take legal action, take that seriously. We need to talk. Luckily, that they shouldn't be able to do that. But definitely, uh, for everyone uh, listening right now, you shouldn't be working for a competitor of your company unless, of course, you told them about it, they're okay with it then no problem. Be right. open about it. 
If you're just going to work on the side and hope they don't know, if they do find out, that's going to be a big problem, no doubt. We'll get to uh, Brian here again to reach out to, to Lior when the show's not on, 604-283-3123 and help at employmenthour.com. Brian says, I worked for a company here in Vancouver for three years in a sales position, selling windows and doors. I was just let go. They consider me to be an independent contractor. I worked exclusively for them, full-time, but did not have an office, and I paid my own taxes, my expenses. Uh, am I entitled to severance? Very, very common situations uh, actually yep. with people in a, in a sales role, and yeah, he's of course uh, an employee. Uh, it, it, you know, if you have a consistent job, ultimately you're going to be considered an employee, even if the company thinks you're an independent contractor, even if you believe that you're an, an independent contractor, the law is going to come in and say, no, no, you are really an employee. So for 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 him in this situation, yeah, he's owed compensation. He he's if he loses this job, he's owed severance. If uh, if he wants to, he can pursue things such as overtime, vacation pay, holiday pay, statutory holiday pay, uh, and, and other things as well. The fact that he pays his own taxes doesn't matter. If, you know, he's a salesperson, so he may not have an office because he may spend time on the road. That doesn't change it. Now, if he works for a, a lot of companies and he provides sales services to a lot of companies, he may be an independent contractor, but if you work for one company, uh, you're, you're nine out of ten times, or ninety-eight out of a hundred times, are going to be yeah. considered an employee of that company. Doesn't matter what you sign, doesn't matter what piece of paper you may have agreed to. Uh, you're an employee. Very important. Happens all the time. Uh, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Good for another show, my friend. We'll uh, we'll take it from there. And you want to reach out and get a hold of Lior? It is six zero four two eight three thirty one twenty three. Help at employmenthour.com. And before you sign anything, have a, a quick look and a quick uh, try at severancepaycalculator.com. You will be surprised at the result. And there's a contact button at the bottom there as well. Till next time, the Employment Hour right here on CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.